Being a Better Man, Episode 101. All right, guys, welcome to Wednesday. Welcome to Storytime with Alf. Storytime is where I tell a true story from my strange and interesting life. The purpose of the story is not just to entertain you, but also to share with you the lesson or lessons I learned from that story. They might even cause you to reevaluate parts of your life and help you get lessons that you never knew were there. With that being said, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. In the summer of 1970, I was around eight years old. Living on our little farm, there was always plenty to do because we had woods to play in, we had a barn, I had my bike and my dog, we had pastures, and I had my imagination. There really wasn't any reason to be in the house unless there was a torrential rainstorm. I didn't want to be in the house, and my mother didn't want us kids in the house either. She had enough responsibilities without having a bunch of kids underfoot. Our house was not very big. Looking back, I don't really know how we all survived in those tiny rooms with only one bathroom, but that's how it was. Among our other animals, we had chickens. My dad had gotten in the habit of letting them out in the morning so they could forage for plants and insects all day. He swore it made the eggs taste better. At night, the chickens would all go back into their coop, and we would lock them up safe against the predators. Then the next day, they would all be out again. The king of the chickens was a giant white rooster. There were some younger roosters that stayed out of his way, but he was in charge, and all the other chickens knew it. Unfortunately, this rooster had started being kind of mean, not to the other chickens, but to us. If one of us got too close, he would take out after us, and he would chase us until we were an acceptable distance away from his hens. If you didn't grow up on a farm, you might wonder why anybody would be afraid of a chicken. Well, a big rooster can do some pretty good damage, especially on a kid. They have these big, sharp spurs on the inside of their ankles, and they jump up in the air with their feet forward, and then they swipe back and forth with their spurs in an attempt to stab you. The rooster kept getting meaner and meaner as the summer went on. Everybody just figured he was a mean rooster. What they didn't know, that I was partially to blame. When no one was around, I would taunt the rooster. I would bother him until he would chase me. That was the fun part, getting chased. Unfortunately... It only served to make the rooster very, very angry all the time. And one day, my brother, sister, and I were all outside doing our own thing. My brother and sister were only six and five, so I was in the habit of keeping an eye on them, sort of. I heard some screams and ran over to find my brother and sister up on the picnic table, being guarded by the rooster. He wouldn't let them down. I immediately switched into my big brother protector mode, and I was going to take care of that rooster. I got a rake to use for defense, but when I tried to shoo him off, he attacked me anyway, hopping right over my outstretched rake. Now all three of us were on the picnic table. I decided to lure him away so my brother and sister could get into the house. My plan worked. I was eventually able to taunt him into chasing me, and when he did, my brother and sister scrambled into the house. 
I joined them in the house then because it was time for lunch anyway. And during lunch, we forgot all about the rooster. After lunch, we went outside to play again and were minding our own business when all of a sudden we were blindsided by this crazy rooster. He ran right into the middle of us and almost nailed us good. My brother fell down and probably would have got his eyes gouged out if I hadn't been able to distract him. We all ran back into the house with the rooster right on our tail. This was a problem. Apparently, this rooster had laid claim to the entire yard. I looked out the window in the door and I could see him pacing back and forth in our driveway. We three were holed up in what we called the porch, which was a little room where you took off your coats and boots and stuff before you went into the kitchen. We waited for a while. It was kind of fun for me, actually, like a soldier being pinned down behind enemy lines. My brother and sister were pretty scared, though. I assured them he would calm down and go back to his hens pretty soon, because that's what he always did before. After ten minutes or so, we opened the door and looked around. We couldn't see the rooster, so we all stepped out onto the patio. All of a sudden, he came running around toward us from behind my mom's car. Luckily, we were just a few feet away, so we all made it back inside. We tried a few more times, but each time the rooster was out there, waiting. We were literally trapped inside of our own house by something with a brain the size of a grape. Finally, we all gave up and just decided to stay in the house, even though it was a nice day. Mom didn't notice at first, but when she couldn't hear her soap operas because we were making too much noise, it hit her. She told us all to go outside. We explained that we couldn't do that. We explained that the rooster would not let us go outside. My mother scoffed. She thought that was ridiculous. It's just a chicken, she said. We pleaded. We insisted. And eventually, she came to believe that we were genuinely too scared to go outside. Then she told us that she would take care of that rooster. We followed her to the door, a little anxious about what was going to happen. We had never seen her take on a crazy rooster before. My mom marched confidently out across the patio and into the yard toward the rooster. She was yelling, shoo, and get out of here, and things like that. The rooster stopped pecking the ground, stood up straight, and bolted straight for my mom without any hesitation. She wasn't prepared for that. The fight-or-flight instinct took over, and she sprinted right back to where we were waiting in the house. She was breathing heavily from the run, but she was angry, very angry, and she wasn't done with that rooster yet. She said something about having him for dinner as she grabbed one of our baseball bats. Now that she was armed with a weapon, there would be no stopping her. Again, she marched confidently out of the house and across the yard toward the rooster. The rooster saw her coming and stood up straight. He began sort of a deliberate trot in her direction but he quickly picked up speed and was now in a full run. The complete lack of fear the rooster displayed seemed to shake my mom's confidence a little bit, but she kept closing distance between them anyway. At 30 feet apart, my mom stopped and held up the bat, but the rooster just kept on coming. My mom lost her nerve then. Rather than let it get close enough to swing at it, she threw the bat at the rooster, hoping to hit it, but the rooster just jumped over the bat, unfazed, and kept on coming. 
We were all screaming now, afraid for our mom as she once again was sprinting back to where we were on the porch. Once safely inside, and she got her breath back, she calmly informed us that it was nothing to worry about and that Dad would take care of it when he got home. After watching my mom be soundly defeated, I was a little worried for my dad. Of course, I would have put my money on him, but this rooster was proving to be one tough customer. I started worrying about stupid things like our whole family being pinned down for weeks, running out of food, cut off from civilization. But like I said, that was stupid, so I snapped myself out of it. But still, I was nervous not knowing what was going to happen. After about four boring, long, sweaty hours, we heard my dad's car roll into the driveway. We all waited breathlessly, listening for him to scream when he was attacked. But no attack came. He just walked up into the house and came in. He found us there, all huddled together. He asked my mom what was going on. When she told him, he started laughing. He couldn't believe we had let a rooster take us prisoner. He saw the concern on all of our faces and assured us that he would go take care of this evil chicken. He told me I should come along. He would teach me how to deal with roosters. There was something about the calm way my dad handled things. When he was around, it was almost impossible to be afraid. Feeling suddenly empowered, I jumped up and followed him outside. The rooster had moved off a ways, but when he saw us coming, he didn't disappoint. Apparently, the earlier events of the day had left the rooster feeling quite invincible. My dad didn't have any weapon. I wasn't sure what he was going to do. The rooster was charging at him full speed. Right before they came together, my dad stopped and drew back his right foot. The rooster kept coming, and my dad let him have it, right in the chest. Yep, kicked him just like a football. The rooster was launched backwards into the air. He landed about 15 feet away. And then he stood up, got his bearings, and charged my dad again. I couldn't believe it. My dad kicked him again, even harder. Again, the rooster rolled around, got up, and charged again. My dad was laughing a little bit now, obviously impressed with this rooster's tenacity. Then he looked over his shoulder at me and said, You have to keep going until he learns who the boss is. Now I was concerned for the rooster. I didn't know how he could survive all these brutal kicks. I expressed my concern, and Dad reassured me that the rooster would know when to quit. Sure enough, the rooster's fourth attack had much less gusto in it. The fifth attack had even less, and the sixth never happened. The beaten rooster summoned the shreds of his dignity that he had left and clucked and strutted away in a different direction as though nothing had ever happened. Well, my dad said, you shouldn't have any more trouble from him for a while. Let me know if you do, though, and he'll wind up in the stew. But we never did. Not from that rooster. Of course, I never taunted him again, either. And after that, we let the chickens do their thing, and we did our thing, and there wasn't any trouble. That's the end of the story. I learned a few lessons here, though it would be several years before I was able to recognize them. This is when I was introduced to the idea that hesitation is not your friend. Hesitation is caused by fear and uncertainty, and it'll make you appear weak against whatever you're up against. Decisive, quick action is rewarded, while hesitation will almost always punish you. My mother could have easily taken this rooster if she hadn't become afraid. 
The fear made her hesitate, and even to the rooster with his little grape-sized brain, it made her look weak. Along with that, I was introduced to what an important role attitude plays in everything. The rooster was just a chicken. Yes, he was a big chicken. He might have weighed 12 pounds, but he acted like he was as big as a grizzly bear. So that is how we treated him. He beat us with sheer confidence and attitude. Unfortunately for him, my dad had more. And what else stuck with me is what my dad said about showing the rooster who was boss. Turns out the rooster really wasn't mean or evil. He just wanted to be the boss because that's how roosters survive. He wanted to be the boss, and he was going to be as long as everything else let him. I've met quite a few people who are just like that rooster, and they, just like that rooster, just go off on their own way once they learn who they are not the boss of. To sum it all up, I guess I've met many roosters in my life, and it's likely everyone listening has too. It's part of life. It's how you deal with these roosters that matters, though. First, don't antagonize people, because you might turn them into a mean rooster just like I did. But aside from that, if one winds up in front of you, you may not have to always kick them in the chest, but you can always let them know who they are not the boss of. They are not the boss of you. Well, that's it for today, guys. Now head out into the barnyard of life and stand up to the roosters. Don't run. Be decisive, confident, and strong, and those roosters will find somebody else to bother. And you will be a better man today than you were yesterday. If any of you need help with something like this in your own life, write me a letter and tell me about it. I might be able to help you out. Until next time, this is Alf Herigstad, signing out. This episode of Being a Better Man was brought to you by Audible.com. To download your free audiobook and get started on your free 30-day trial, just go to www.beingabettermanpodcast.com forward slash book. That'll take you to a special sign-up page and you can get started today. Thanks to Audible.com and thanks to you for listening and supporting the Being a Better Man podcast.